Hey friend, as a Christian woman who is navigating life in the messy middle, I really want God's direction in things. And then I want confidence to know that I'm hearing His voice and discerning His guidance in my daily life. I want to follow Jesus to cultivate radical surrender and obedience. And knowing that I know that I know His voice is a vital part of that. How about you? Do you recognize Jesus' voice? How confident are you in discerning God's direction day to day? Biblical or Christian meditation is a discipline that helps us cultivate our spiritual senses, especially our spiritual ears, our listening skills. The practice of biblical meditation calls us to intentionally separate ourselves from the waves of noise and hurry and crowds that often threaten to drown us in their undertow. Meditation calls us to intentionally create some open space in our lives, in our minds and hearts, where God has room to speak and move, and here's the kicker, where we have room to hear His voice. Because the reality is, God is always speaking and moving. We just need the space to learn to hear and discern. In episode 5, I discuss in detail what is distinctive about biblical or Christian meditation, how it differs from Eastern and New Age meditation, and more about why it's an important and historical Christian practice. So if you haven't already, check out that episode for more background. And in today's episode, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts, the how to do it. No worries, meditation is not complicated at all, which is the beautiful thing. But it's also not one of those things that you can really learn from a book or even a podcast. You've got to just do it. But what I can do is give you some hints and suggestions from my own experience. And we're going to walk through an example step by step so you can begin to receive the blessings of hearing God's voice through biblical meditation. Looking for something more in this middle season of life? Lie awake at night wondering what God wants you to do and how to hear His voice clearly? I see you, sister. We're in the messy middle. Hey, I'm Angie, midlife mentor and missionary. I was busy chasing all the things when one day I woke up in the middle, and it didn't look at all like I expected. I realized my faith was too flimsy to handle all the stuff midlife was throwing at me. And I wanted to serve God with my gifts, but I just couldn't get any traction until God pulled me out of the mess and put my feet on the path to a life of peace and purpose right here in the middle. In this podcast, you'll discover the next steps God has for you in this season, new ways to go deeper than ever before with Jesus, and biblical tools to walk this journey with more of everything God wants for you. You ready? Come on, we're not sleeping anyway, so pop in those earbuds and let's talk. I encourage you to remember that biblical meditation is very practical. It is hearing God's voice and obeying His Word. Christians throughout history have said it's one of the ways we develop what they called a familiar friendship with Jesus. And any deep friendship includes listening and not only talking, right? It includes just enjoying each other's presence. Sometimes you don't even need to speak. It's a heart connection that goes beyond words. Side note, if you're thinking you can't remember when you had a friendship like that with anyone, or if you ever had, you're not alone. 
What's amazing is that God wants that friendship with you to be your shelter in the storm, your friend closer than a brother or sister. To me, Psalm 27, 8 expresses the essence of our friendship with God. The psalmist prays to God saying, My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. That, my sister, is meditation in a nutshell. Okay, so how exactly do we respond like that? Lord, I'm coming to you in meditation. I have a few quick tips. First, when do we meditate? Is there a correct time? Biblical meditation is also thought of as a form of prayer. It's communing, it's contemplating, so there's overlap between the two ideas. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. This is our ultimate goal, prayer as a way of life, and meditation is one part of that. What I've found is that after learning the skills, I can practice meditation anytime and in most circumstances. But at the beginning, it really is best to set aside specific times to concentrate. Make space to develop your spiritual senses. Start with just 30 minutes or one hour if you can. I mean, stretch yourself a bit as you get used to slowing down the pace and learning to listen. Now, where do we meditate? What place is best? Just like the time question, after you've grown in proficiency, you'll be able to meditate just about anywhere. But at first, remember that you're cultivating your spiritual ears, learning to listen for God's voice. So find a place that's quiet and where you won't be interrupted, especially no telephone. Give God your full attention. Something I've noticed is that a chosen spot where you meditate repeatedly, especially at first, instead of constantly changing the location, it helps prepare your mind and your expectations. We make associations with that place. One of my happy places is a tiny office that I have at home that is filled with light, especially in the warmer seasons. But one winter, I meditated almost every Saturday afternoon for an hour or so in my dining room, where I could look out the window, sit next to the wood stove, cozy and warm with my favorite drink. It was quiet when my husband was napping, so I was not interrupted. These places in different seasons became my secret room for prayer, and it was easy for me to settle and enter into meditation because of the associations my mind and heart made with those locations and the pleasant memories of sitting in God's presence and listening to Him. So what place might that be for you? Another question some people ask is, what do I do while meditating? That is, what posture? What do I do with my body? Here again, there really are no rules. The Bible describes many different postures for prayer. Here's what I would say. Our body, mind, and spirit are intertwined. We are holistic. And many times, our outward posture reflects what's happening inside of us. For example, if you have inward distractions or anxiety, what posture would you choose to consciously encourage yourself to relax and be at peace? That posture will tend to help calm any inner turmoil. Personally, I usually meditate while sitting because it's where I'm most comfortable and I concentrate best. But during meditation, I may have times I feel like kneeling or raising my hands or covering my face or walking around the room. Remember, we are cultivating this familiar friendship with God. And when friends meet up, they don't usually insist that the other person stays in one position immovable the whole time they're together. So with all of this, related to when and where and how, 
permission to experiment with what works for your personality and life circumstances. Only one caveat. Remember that our goal is to be intentional about creating space so we can place ourselves in God's presence to learn and practice hearing His voice. So if we think we can meditate while multitasking, we're kind of missing the whole point. (laughs) Give God your full attention, but permission to be creative as you find your best way to do that. I've had seasons when I really had to be intentional about seizing the small opportunities of time. Literally, I would meditate on just a short biblical phrase in the few minutes I had available to myself. I would usually try to return to that phrase throughout my day anytime a few minutes became available. You could call these mini-medi moments. It's not the ideal, and I can tell you it took intention to see the opportunity and then stop my usual drive toward productivity and getting the to-do list done in order to take just five or ten minutes to meditate, listen, and receive something from my father. But it was so worth it in that season, it was like a breath of fresh air from heaven. In other seasons, I have also meditated while walking in my yard, smelling the flowers, drinking in their exquisite beauty and color, or while watching the clouds in the sky. Nature is a wonderful place to meditate. I've experimented by taking a prayer or meditation walk. I will say this was not as effective, especially at first, as having a place to sit and focus. So I would not suggest this as a beginning option. Unless your life is such that you simply cannot get time to yourself except by leaving the house for a walk. Ask me how I know. Even then, a better option might be to leave the house and walk a short distance to a location, like a bench in a park, and then stay there to really focus and listen. The thing is, sister, our lives in the messy middle are not always the way we wish they were. We're pulled in different directions many times by the needs of many people. And I want you to see that we can still find ways to practice meditation and the other spiritual disciplines, even if we have to make some modifications or we can't do them perfectly, whatever that is. Let go of perfection and pursue connection. I have a professor at seminary. He says, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Did you get that? I think that's really wise. And it is my philosophy with spiritual disciplines, especially when we're wading through the messy middle. If you can set apart 30 minutes or one hour, that's fantastic. But five minutes is better than zero minutes. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. All right, your heart has heard God say, come and talk with me. You've got some ideas for time, place, and posture for listening, for meditation. Now, let's respond. Lord, I'm coming to you. Step one, turn your mind to God. Begin by focusing your attention physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually on God. Think of this time as similar to what you may do when you get ready for bed. You probably have some kind of routine that helps you settle down, relax, and prepare for sleep. We're just settling our mind and heart, in this case. We're slowing down, creating that space, and preparing to soak, receive, and listen in God's presence. I usually use one or more of the three promise keys that I talk about in episode three, the keys that God says always give us access 
opening the door and ushering us into his presence. Another of my favorite things to do when I can sit outside on my patio, I will sit and listen specifically for noises that you won't hear unless you listen beyond the obvious, like the wind in the leaves of a tree or soft rain falling on the ground. All the other noises usually cover up these sounds. Unless you focus, you listen. And once I do that and I can hear those sounds, I shift that listening focus to God. I might even say, Father, I hear your voice in the gentle wind moving in the leaves. I'm listening. Jesus, I hear your voice in the softly falling raindrops. Let your spirit fall on me. I'm here. I'm listening. The point here is that we begin by coming into his presence in intimacy and reverence with our mind and heart, expectant in faith, knowing that our God wants to spend time with us. We begin by focusing not on ourselves, but on him. Now, if this is all you can do at first, just do this much for a few sessions. Slow your mind, breathe, be present to see the beauty around you or to hear those sounds beyond the obvious. Use all your senses and tune into God as you praise him, thank him, listen with your mind and heart for just a few minutes. Stay with it until you receive a sense of readiness for whatever you've chosen to either stop for now and move on with your day or continue deeper into meditation. When you are ready to go deeper, step two is to continue meditating through spiritual reading. While there are many ways to implement biblical meditation, actually reading the Bible meditatively, spiritual reading, is absolutely the central reference point. So that is what I want to focus on for now. Spiritual reading is also especially good combined with the spiritual discipline of study. If you have already studied a particular passage or story in the Bible at some point, that's a good option to choose for meditation. You'll internalize what you've learned in a different way because your study provides the context for the Holy Spirit to bring things back from your memory, to see the word in a new light, and to give you a very personal word. Psalms and passages in the gospel books are also good choices, especially to begin with. Choose a single event, a parable, a few verses. This is not about reading large amounts of material. Sometimes I choose a passage ahead of my meditation time so I know what I will be reading. Other times I choose during meditation. Once you have your verse or biblical passage, step three is to engage the movements of meditative reading. There are four R's. Read, reflect, respond, and rest. You can also think of these as the process of eating, like taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's go through each of these four movements, and I will use Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52 as our example passage. This is the story of the blind man named Bartimaeus who was healed by Jesus. First, Read your chosen verse or passage. This is like putting a bite of food into your mouth. Don't rush. Slow down and allow the words to soak into you. And sister, read these words believing that God has a unique word for you in your own life. We're not only reading about spiritual things, we are reading in a spiritual way. That means not only do we read and interpret the words, but we allow God's word to read 
and interpret us. Reflect. Meditate on what you're reading. This is chewing the food. What is one word or phrase in the passage that the Holy Spirit impresses on you that you are drawn to? Pause there. Reflect and ponder the meaning. Repeat the phrase that you're drawn to. Turn it over in your thoughts and feelings to renew your mind. As you read and reflect, try to live the experience you're reading. Use your reason to recall what you've studied. Use your imagination. Apply all your senses. Which character do you identify with? Or are you a bystander? In our passage in Mark 10, I imagine the crowd following Jesus and his disciples as they leave the city of Jericho. But let's go deeper. Who is in the crowd? What are they doing? What are the sights, the smells? Can you feel the sun beating down on you as you travel along the dusty roadway? I hear a voice calling out to Jesus. Where is it coming from? Who is it? What does the blind man look like? Who am I in this story? Am I the blind man? Am I one of the people who discouraged the man and told him to be quiet? We're not just observing. We are participating in this passage now. Can you hear Jesus' voice asking you? What do you want me to do for you? This is how the Bible becomes our autobiography. Meditation is not the time for technical studies or analysis. I'm not reading to just be informed, but to be transformed into a truly obedient woman of faith. Listen carefully. Learn to recognize Jesus, the living word, in God's written word. Open your heart to God's voice. Be willing to put down the book and just listen to what God is saying to you through the words. Then respond. This is tasting the food, marinating, soaking in God's words. You're reading, reflecting, and as you listen to God in the passage, what is he saying or doing? Read the passage as if God is speaking to you. Change the pronouns and make them personal to you. Now you are the one in the story, and people or circumstances are trying to beat you down. They're trying to hold you back from reaching Jesus, but you aren't giving up. You know Jesus is your only hope. The verse says the man cried out all the more. That's me. I'm crying out to Jesus. Have mercy on me. And he hears me. You get it, sister? Don't analyze Jesus' hearing. Receive it. Enter into it. The promise that Jesus is now asking you, what do you want me to do for you? And soon, yourself will be forgotten. You're no longer striving to do something for yourself to make it happen because you are receiving his word. What do you want me to do for you? He's willing. He's ready to do it, to act on your behalf. You can stop the anxiety. Let go of trying to make yourself worthy. Stop trying to work it out yourself. What is God's personal invitation or direction for you in this passage? Respond to him with your feelings, confess your sins or struggles, ask God for what you need or for what others need. And then when you've read and reflected and responded, it's not always just one to the next, like steps one, two, three. These are movements. You may read and reflect and respond and then read something else and respond and reflect again. But when you're ready, the final movement is to rest. This is like digesting the sweetness of your food. Rest quietly in God's loving arms. No words are even necessary. Just rest in the word you have received from him 
into your heart. You may offer up praise or prayer of thanksgiving, whatever is completely unique to you, taking it in and just resting in what God is saying to you. These are the movements of biblical meditation through spiritual reading. And sister, when you receive from God in this way, you can now go out from your time with him, ready to live out, obeying his word in your daily life. I pray this blesses you. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you in some way, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with another sister in the middle. And the number one way you can bless me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I read each review and love knowing what's touched you, and I get inspired hearing from you. You can also send me a DM and let me know how I can pray for you, or give me an idea of what you would like me to talk about on the show. I'll meet you back here same time next week. Until then, walk in God's grace and peace.